Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. I have such a fun show here for you today. A um, good friend of mine, I finally got him on the radio. <laughs> it's just... So exciting. I first met my my coming my guest for today's show, gosh, back in uh, about 2011, I think it was, before my book came out, when I showed up at an Author 101 conference where I met my agents and my, um, my publisher and stuff. And he was on stage talking about doing business on the internet and using all those different media ways of doing business. And, you know, I'm a geek. I owned a tech company. But the stuff that he was talking about really made me think differently about how people do business in the new age. Now, it's six years later, and the world's changed even more when it comes to marketing on the Internet, doing business on the Internet, selling on the Internet. Because what's the point of marketing if nobody ends up buying your stuff? So... Tom Antion has agreed to be on the show today. He is an internet multimillionaire. But this is what I love. Tom's been selling on the commercial internet since around 1994, when the commercial internet, as we know it, really became a thing. He founded the only licensed, dedicated internet marketing school in the country, and he has this awesome place you can go to, the Great Internet Marketing Retreat Center. People from all around the world go there to learn how to do business on the internet. He helps you get your focus on your products. And Tom has agreed to be here on this show today to talk about the changing face of business on the internet. And he's going to share some great tips and strategies and tactics. So Tom, welcome to the show. Laura, thrilled to get back in touch with you. And you're looking great today, by the way. Well, thank you so much. Don't you love yeah. it? I can just see right through. Is it your hair there. or what is different? I don't know, but you're looking great. <laughs> as are you, Tom, as always. As always. Um, you know, the, the power of the Internet is such that you can do business from wherever you are. And you've proven time after time after time that you can set things up on the internet and ka-ching, money just keeps coming in. How have things changed since those early days? Well, um, actually, the internet's a fad, and nobody should even pay attention to it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what some lady (laughs) told me uh, at a a conference one time. Uh, And then she saw me a couple years later, and uh, she came up and said, I guess it's not a fad, is it? Yeah, I don't know. I had made like $5 million before <laughs> since the last time I'd seen her. <laughs> she she thought it was a fad. But, um, oh, there's been so many changes. There's so many tools available now to, um, to small businesses that were only available to large businesses in the past. And um, the uh, you've got the YouTube uh, and the video marketing, which uh, in the beginning we it used to take us, you would have to download like a one-inch big video for three hours to watch a couple minutes. I mean, I really lived through that 
that part of the world where everybody just laughs at that now because, you know, you take your cell phone, upload it, boom, you know, you're in, in a worldwide market in a few minutes. So uh, tremendous technological changes, which I just love the geeks. You always hear me talking about the geeks and pr- propeller heads because they create all these tools that uh, you and I can use to get rich and don't even have to be a geek. We just click here. In fact, that's been my thing for a long time. I just want to know where to click to make money ethically and morally. And uh, I don't want to know all the technical stuff. And, and so uh, a business person doesn't need to know the technical stuff nowadays. They just need to know all the tools that are available. And they keep coming out like crazy. So it's a, it's a beautiful time to be in, in business online. So then why, if it's such so easy nowadays to do it, do you think people are frozen by the act of taking that step? Well, there's uh, several reasons. One is the fact that there are, are uh, many people that are taking advantage of, of business people by uh, promising them, you know, your feet are up at the beach and you're making uh, you know, a fortune overnight with no experience, no investment, and, you know, the, the get-rich-quick people. So they're... they're uh, you know, really tainting the real world of legitimate people making money online. So that's uh, that's one reason. The other reason is is people tend to forget some of the old school stuff that I grew up in. And no matter how you're selling, you have to take care of customers. You have to be available to them. So many of these young people coming up. You know, you they want you to fill out a form on their website if you have trouble and wait until they get around to you uh, two or three days later for customer service. So that's a basic tenet. You take care of people, and uh, and they're not doing that. They, they want the most money with the least amount of effort, and uh, that's not a, a basic tenet of taking care of people. So in my operation, we answer the phone 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and uh, you know my customers have my cell phone number, and so they forget about uh, the, the things that actually make uh, people want to give you money. And uh, it's just a different way to give you money now, but you still have to take care of customers. So the basic, as you said, tenants of business are are still there, but the way that you can sell your product and reach your clients has changed dramatically in the Google, Facebook, Twitter era. Exactly. And, you know, if you if you have trouble and you come to my website to get help and it says fill out this form and we'll get back to you within 48 hours, <laughs> I mean, you're like, I want to shoot yourself. Uh, you know, that's not uh, taking care of customers. But, uh, uh, you know, so those kind of people usually fail because unless they have something so unique you can't get anywhere else, why would I wait 48 hours for you to take care of me if I can go somewhere else and they take care of me instantly? You know, so so uh, you got to stick with the basics, but then use all these tools to reach enormously large numbers of people and get them into your fold. So uh, so yeah, you got to you got to have the basics, but use the new tools to reach more people, so that you can apply the basics to more people and make a lot of money. How do you determine which are the right tools to use once you've figured out what your product is and your customer service methodology? And, and who your niche market is? Well, you, uh, you have to test. That's one of the, the, the things that in our uh, society where people want instant gratification, 
they they get all hyped up because somebody wrote a really nice sales letter and they buy a piece of garbage and they put it in and it doesn't work and then they get discouraged and quit but you have to test things and see what really does work what doesn't and it's even hard to get legitimate reviews because a lot of these scammers uh have false reviews all over the internet saying what how great their product is. So you have to keep your costs very low, but be willing to test several things. For instance, we we do quizzes occasionally. Quizzes are a a uh, a nice way to go viral, and people pass them on and pass them on and so forth uh, to get your name out there. But there's like 20 different quiz softwares you can use. So we had to get all of them and test them all and find the ones that worked and find the one that didn't work, and then we used the ones that did. But, see, that took time and effort and investment, which a lot of people are not willing to make. But the way I counter that, Laura, is I tell them, you know, you cry about uh, spending maybe a couple hundred bucks on 20 different inexpensive softwares, but guess what? Go buy a McDonald's franchise and put two million bucks in and hawk your lungs and you know live in the bathroom to make sure it works. You know because you'll you'll be broke if it doesn't. So so this is very tiny investments, but you still have to test things out to see if they work before you roll it out and get egg all over your face by doing something and it, it crashes on you. All right, you talk about testing these different apps, these different solutions. What does that mean? Take it. Take us through what you mean by testing to see okay. if something works. Well, for instance, with our quiz software, uh, uh, I you know again I, I said I love geeks. You know, so we have uh, young people that work here that, and and I don't want to be age discriminatory, but I mean that's the way it is. They, these kids grew up. You know, with uh, with tablets in their hand when they came out of the womb, you know, and and so they really get this stuff. So I might buy three or four different quiz softwares, and I might say, "Hey, Travis, I want you to try all these out." And so we basically just put them up on a website that nobody else can see and the public doesn't know about, and every all the people that work here will try it and and give feedback. Well, this didn't work very well, and I was confused when this happened, and then we find the the winner and then we might buy three or four more and try them out and then find the winners and then we finally keep going till we find the one that has the the, the least bugs does what we want it to do and that's the one we roll out so you can't just put stuff out in front of the public you know when you're you're uh, testing software and apps because you'll look like an idiot when most of them don't work so for apps, you test in-house, but I'm going to talk about testing ads and things later when we talk about uh, paid advertisement. And we'll talk about that when we come back from our first commercial break. More with Tom Antion. break, we were talking about testing and testing apps. The world changed, and I, I know that you're doing something differently now. It used to be, you know, search engine optimization or SEO was the way to go, so you just needed to test the way you designed your your website or your posts, but that's not necessarily the most effective anymore. So how do you test whether paid versus um, more traditional ways of rankings and being found on the Internet work? Well, um, 
I don't think you need to test that anymore uh, because, you know, I've been through the whole gamut since uh, AltaVista was the search engine and Ask Jeeves and way, way back. I loved Ask Jeeves. <laughs> he, uh, he went by the wayside. Or he, uh, I don't know if we had a funeral for him or what, but, but uh, you know, and, and I was taught by the best of the best. Michael Campbell was the guy that taught me, and he could get all ten positions for himself and his clients on the homepage of uh, AltaVista, and he taught me, and I could get between four and six. And I was like one, two, or three uh, after even Google came along for 12 years straight. Uh, and so I was all into this. I mean, uh, you know, it was, uh, I was teaching people this, and, and, and it, you know, for years that was the way to go. But uh, times change, and you can't, it's like the old fog in the pot. You know, you're just going to get burned up if you uh, kill yourself to please Google anymore. Now, I, I still teach people not to do things to shoot yourself in the foot because, yeah, we'll take any free traffic we get, but the problem is is it's so time-consuming to even have a chance on earth of getting a decent ranking, and then as soon as Google uh, turns a dial, boom, you disappear off the face of the earth again. I mean, even big companies are struggling with this. Uh, there's big companies that are uh, laying off 40, 50, 60 people at a time because that was their business model of, of having high rankings. So, uh, and it used to be, okay, good enough. You used your keywords properly. Then uh, it was good enough if you had a lot of inbound links that are good quality links coming into your site. Then you had to have social media match everything. And now you got to have all of that, and still you uh, and a substantial site that uh, is updated regularly. So you have to crank out content like a, a fiend to even have a chance. And then again, boom, they turn the dial, you disappear off the face of the earth. So there's no question anymore for most uh, small business people. I don't know if you have corporate people on here, but yeah, they got a whole team of geeks that can mess with this. But most of us. Uh, in small business don't have 40 geeks that work in three shifts to beat the competition. So it's, uh, it's just ridiculous anymore to try to kill yourself to get high rankings because it'll take forever and there's no guarantees of success. So that's why uh, several years ago I just laid off of that and uh, went to paid traffic. Now, SEO hasn't gone away, but I... My impression of it is unless somebody has the exact keyword, you're not going to be found. And it sounds like what you're saying is doing the paid advertising strategically ensures that you're going to be found for what you want to be found. Absolutely. You're in control. And, uh, you know, have, I mean, there's a, whatever you just said about uh, having the right keyword, multiply that by a hundred times of the other things you have to do to climb the ranks in Google. And, uh, you know, longevity counts. So if you're a new company just starting, you know, you're, you're six months before they even notice you uh, or even uh, there's a, a mythical thing called the Google Sandbox where uh, nobody gets a high ranking in the beginning because Google doesn't trust you. So new companies are going to six months delay no matter what they do. You know, so, so uh, the paid traffic gives you control, uh, and it also takes away the need to 
create content like crazy, and I'm all for content and making yourself credible and believable and beautiful. But when you depend on that and there's no guarantees, you could spend months, you could spend a year creating content and still get nowhere. Where with paid traffic, you could have one decent piece of content and drive millions of people to that piece of content uh, without sweating. And, and turn on the traffic and turn it off whenever you feel like it. So you have control, and uh, you're not going months and months and months hoping and crossing your fingers you get a little traffic off of Google. All right, so what are some of the things that my listeners need to start thinking about around paid advertising? Well, there's some things they have to be careful of if they're going to get into this. And, uh, and you know, Laura, you, you've known me a long time. I don't BS. I usually have lived what I tell you. So uh, the first thing that they got to watch out for is ads running away with them. And how do I know this? I let an ad run away from me. I put it in on a Friday, came back Monday because I was real busy on the weekend, $8,000 of ads got burned up in Google with no sales. <laughs> so, $8,000? I mean, there wasn't like a cap or anything like that? No, I just turned it on and said, okay, you know, we're good. And, uh, and uh, you know, so I made a, a big boo-boo, and I can afford it, but I don't want, you know, no matter how much, uh, how rich I get, I'm not going to, $8,000 is $8,000. And there's no... Uh, you can't get it back. You you know, I did it, and I screwed up. So they got to be careful. So my first tip is when you go to paid traffic, you obsess on it. I'm talking every 15 minutes you check, <laughs> you check your statistics so that it doesn't run away with you. Now, after you get more comfortable and you learn how to put caps on and you see if it's turning into profits for you and things like that, you can relax a little bit. But in the beginning, you must obsess on it. That's the first thing. Second thing is, and uh, Facebook and Google are not going to admit to this, all right, but people like me that have been around a while know this to be a fact. If you don't know what you're doing when you start paid ads, Google and Facebook will sit back and laugh at you and rob you blind. They will take your money and laugh at you knowing you're going to go broke, and the next sucker comes along, they'll take that person's money. And what this means is, is when you do certain things, you know, Google and Facebook are like the Wizard of Oz, you know, they know all and see all. Right, So they can tell the way you work your, your ad accounts if you know what you're doing or not. So, for instance, and, you know, again, Laura, how did I know this? I learned the hard way. So in the beginning, I thought, I'm going to make my budget uh, uh, $100 a day, and it wasn't going fast enough. I raised it to $300 a day to get an ad going. Well, professionals that know what they're doing don't do that. They might start at 2 or $3 a day with like 15 or 20 ads. So Google and Facebook could see Tom's an idiot. We're just going to take all that money, and then he'll go broke, and then he'll leave, and we'll get the next sucker. <laughs> so, so basically what you're saying is at the end of the day, you need to be responsible 
for what you're advertising because nobody else is looking out for you. Exactly. You. you need to know what you're doing, which means get training. And the training is going to cost you less than Google and Facebook robbing you for the rest of your life. See? So, so uh, that's the second thing is learn what you're doing because uh, they can tell that you don't know what you're doing and you're walking into the lion's den. Okay, a perfect. We're going to go into um, our, our news break, which is a hard break, okay. and I don't want you cut off mid-word. Yeah, when we're coming back, we'll talk about cold, warm, and hot audiences. Oh, I love that. So when we come back with Tom Anton, we're going to talk about cold, warm, and hot audiences and how to know where to position yourself for paid traffic. We'll be right back with more from It's All About the Questions. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us because you're listening live on the air on the radio on Waxy or on iHeartRadio, um, you are here listening to Tom Atteon. He is an internet multimillionaire. Um, but what I love about Tom is he helps people literally find the best way to do business on the internet. And he makes it so simple for you. And he's all about authenticity. Um, he's one of the most authentic and honest people I know. So it's exciting to have you here, Tom. Thanks. Thanks so much, Laura. So um, I want to tell uh, the folks about uh, the cold, warm, and hot audiences, but I think it'll make a little more sense if I tell them some of the very interesting things they can do now with uh, these ad platforms. So um, one of the first things, let's take Facebook, for for example. Um, you can upload your database of people. Let's say you have email subscribers or you have a database of customers. You can, you know, as safe as you can be on the Internet, you can upload your database. Let's say it's, um, it's just subscribers, not necessarily customers. You can upload that database to Facebook and make an audience. They call it an audience. And so then you can create ads on Facebook to target those exact people that already know you. Now, you say, well, what good is that? I already got their email. Well, the thing is, people are not on their email all the time, but they're on Facebook part of the time, and they, they see you in multiple uh, places, and that would be called a warm audience. So that was an audience that knows you, but they're not necessarily customers. So there's strategies for different cold, warm, and hot audiences. So with a warm audience that already knows you, you don't have to introduce yourself. You can just go into whatever your promotion or offer is, and you want it to be relatively inexpensive uh, because they're, they're, uh, they know of you, but maybe they haven't tipped the scale to, to give you any money yet. So that would be uh, uploading your database. That's called a warm audience. Now, if your database was your customers, you can upload that to Facebook and make a different audience out of that. And that would be called a hot audience. They have given you money already. So, you, you know, first, uh, again, you don't have to introduce yourself in the ad. You can um, advertise even expensive stuff to that because they've already given you some money and, and trust you because you hopefully came through with whatever you sold them in the first place. Now, where we get into the cool stuff, Laura, is let's say you upload uh, your list of customers. And let, let me just take a step back there. So when you're saying upload, you're talking about you have some list of your customer information. You don't know if they're on Facebook at this point. 
No, uh, yeah, we you don't care. I mean, okay. probably they are, like everybody on Earth is, pretty much. So you just upload it to Facebook, and Facebook is going to go match it to their record in uh, as best they can in Facebook's database. Gotcha, okay. And make this audience, and then you can uh, advertise directly to those people. Let's say you, you uploaded 5,000 people. Maybe they could... 3,500 of them, they could match up through phone numbers, emails, whatever it is. And now you've got an audience of people of 3,500 that know you already, and you can advertise to them. But the next level of that, let's say you uploaded your customers. Well, uh, so let's say you uploaded 3,500 customers, and you tell Facebook, I want to create a lookalike audience of people that are just like my customers. Now, this is, gets to the point it's almost woo-woo. How could you possibly do this? Well, Facebook knows all, sees all. So they go out and they find 2 million people as close as possible that they can match up to people that have already given you money. <laughs> okay, think about this. And you can advertise to those people, except those people haven't heard of you yet. So the strategy is a little different. You would not send them to anything to purchase or even opt in. You send them to, this would be called a cold audience. They never heard of you, but you've been told by Facebook that they're fairly close to your customers. So you send them to a great piece of content. Remember earlier I said you could just have one piece of content and send millions of people to it? Yes. Well, this you create a great piece of content, you send them to it where they don't have to opt in or anything to, to consume that content. Then at the end of that content, you could ask them for an opt-in to get them to opt into your email list. But that's, that's a strategy for a cold audience. You don't ask them for money or opt-in. You just give them a free piece of content to, uh, to uh, convince them that you're worth dealing with. And free piece of content may be... Um, a blog post, a video, something, a podcast like this one that you're on, you know, we're on right now. See? So, um, so something that proves your expertise. Now, the next level of this is called retargeting. So let's say you, you sent, um, you know, 100,000 people to a blog post. Well, you have put a little thing called a pixel on that blog post, and um, Facebook starts collecting an audience of everybody that visited that blog post. And then you can send an ad to those people that you know have seen your blog post. And I'm getting something like 12 to 13% conversion rate on people that have already seen my content, where that's unheard of for, you know, just uh, cold traffic that never heard of you before. So that's what we call retargeting. That's where ads chase you around the Internet. You're familiar with that concept, right? I am. Some of my listeners may not be, though. Okay, well, that's when you maybe you look at a, a certain tool at Sears.com, and then all of a sudden you see that tool showing up in ads everywhere you go. That's called retargeting. In fact, one time my girlfriend asked me to buy a bra for her because I have Amazon Prime, and so I bought this bra for her, and then bra ads started following <laughs> me all around the <laughs> So, so uh, 
And I did tell you, uh, uh, Laura, that I lost a lot of weight recently, right? The, yes. I lost 65 pounds. And uh, people ask me, well, how much weight you want to lose? And I say, well, I just want to get down to a B cup. but anyway uh another cool thing you can do is you can uh forget all if you had no database don't worry about it you can go to facebook and you can advertise to people that have certain interests so let's say somebody's totally into uh to uh, model trains you can find everybody that has claimed that they like model trains on uh Facebook, make a custom audience of that, and advertise your stuff to exactly those people that have said they like model trains. <laughs> okay, so so these are the kinds of cool things you do, but you you got to be careful that you don't try to sell something to a, a cold audience, because they're not on there to buy stuff. They're on there for social stuff. And on a hot audience, if you have a hot audience, you can hit them harder with the buy stuff. See? So, so these are the kinds of strategies and things that you can do that you never could before. But, you know, within a day or so, once you learn how to do this, you can have targeted traffic to your promotions, to your email list, to your content. How do you know how much to start spending with your ads to see what's working? I mean, I tried it a couple of times. It was very unsuccessful, but I wasn't really because you uh, didn't know what you're doing right. yeah <laughs> i was just so, like okay let me try it and see if it works okay well the, here's where the split testing comes in and where people are too lazy not that you were lazy because i know you're not lazy but you just didn't know any better um, if i put an ad out i might put 15 versions of that ad out with maybe a two dollar a day cap on it and i let those 15 ads run and then some of them are going to be clear losers where nobody likes the ad, nobody clicks on it, nobody comes over and buys it or does anything, right? So you cut those ads out, but usually one or two of them will emerge as, hey, look at people like that ad. And, and you go look at it, and it was a different picture, and who knows why. You know, it's just that's why you have to do a whole bunch of them. Cut out the losers, and then once you find one or two that win, you can start inching up your daily budget. You don't go to $100 a day because they know you're, you don't know what you're doing, and they'll just take your 100 and you'll go broke. All right, so you inch it up to $5 a day. And then watch them both. And you inch, and if that works for several days, you inch it up to seven dollars a day, and and uh, it'll start making money for you. If that was your purpose of selling stuff, and once it starts making money, that can finance you going up to ten dollars a day, reaching more people and more people. But if you just try to go from zero to a hundred, you'll lose your shirt and say, "Well, it doesn't work." No, it's just you didn't know what you were doing. Are these ads very intensive ads? Are they stuff that people can easily make at at their home office or or in their small business? Or do they have to hire somebody to help them create these split testing ads? You absolutely do not have to hire anybody. However, you should learn copywriting, which uh, you probably know that that's the number one business skill that made me rich is is copywriting, and I have a whole course on it. But which is uh, an awesome course, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but uh, one thing that's interesting about Facebook ads is you're only you can't have more than twenty percent text on your graphic if you put up a picture. 
So they even have a tool that says, no, you've got 32% text and this ad will not show. We don't allow that. Uh, why? I don't know. They want a, a u- good user experience. But uh, there's places that will sell you a bunch of stock uh, ads, uh, the right, I mean, stock uh, pictures, and you can put a little bit of text over it with free tools with about 10 minutes training. I can show you how to do that for a free tool. And the tool, by the way, is PhotoFlexer, F-O-T-O. F-L-E-X-E-R, photoflexer.com, and you can go up there and put a little text on uh, and then upload your ad, and and boom, uh, it'll start running. Uh, they have to approve it, and you can't advertise certain things, you know, so just like most places, you can't advertise guns or, you know, hand grenades or, you know, but, okay. uh, or All anything right. pornographic. All right, and on that note, we're going to go into our last commercial break. And if you're not already signed up on Tom's website, go to Antion.com. I highly encourage you. It's great content. We'll be right back with more from Tom Antion. Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart. All right, since success comes not only from what you know, but who you know, Tom Antion is one of those guys you need to know. So, Tom, you were talking about the Facebook advertising. We've, we've discussed that quite a bit. Are there other places that perhaps for some businesses might be the better place to do paid traffic? Yeah, absolutely, uh, Laura. There's, uh, In fact, Google and Facebook combined are uh, probably around 10% of all the places you could be <clears throat> advertising online. So uh, I'll break this down a little bit uh, into uh, if you have a big, uh, regular, uh, wide-type uh, product, like let's say tooth whitening stuff, okay, it could apply to millions and millions of different people, not really a niche kind of thing. Uh, there's two places you could go. One is called Taboola. T-A-B-O-L-L-A, and the other one is called Outbrain, O-U-T-B-R-A-I-N. I prefer Outbrain because you can start on a pay-per-click basis with no money up front, where Taboola is trying to get bigger companies to give them thousands up front, you know, against their ads. But you've probably seen all these. Uh, you just maybe not didn't notice it, but a lot of these major sites, Huffington Post and CNN and uh, the AOL.com, all of these giant sites have deals with Taboola and Outbrain where you see maybe a, a picture of a celebrity in a, in a crazy headline. Well, when you click through, somebody paid for that, uh, that click through to their content. So if you have a, a wide ranging thing, that would be a good, those would be good places to go. And just to give you an idea, I think uh, when I was coming out with my seminar scammers show, um, I wanted the term seminar scammers just plastered all over the internet. I think I got 14 million impressions. Uh, off of Outbrain on major sites all around the world for, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars. Um, and you don't have to spend that much, but I mean, 14 million impressions, that wasn't people that clicked through, but I wanted to brand that name, and then it turns out that CNN called me three times when uh, Trump got sued uh, for $42 million over uh, Trump, Trump University, University. Yeah. yeah, a long time ago before the presidential thing came around. Um, 
so I'm the one that gets called. Uh, so that's that's one act. Now, one thing, you know, with my my anti scam thing, I, my latest thing is Scam Brigade, which is already in Hollywood being uh, pitched to the networks uh, by a big production company. Um, one thing that's fraudulent that people are doing with Tabula and Outbrain is they're um, paying for an ad and then they're promoting on their website these logos and there's people that you know Laura that are doing this and it's totally fraudulent um, and say okay as seen on Huffington Post and Forbes and all this well that's totally fraudulent FTC came out and said this is fraudulent making people think that you were featured on those news outlets but you just advertised and you might have spent twenty dollars worth of clicks and then said you know acted like you're featured on Forbes well that's fraudulent so don't do that um, uh, the same thing happens if you've been on let's say Fox 5 in Arizona and you tell people I was on Fox well when you say I'm on Fox that says the national, not an affiliate. So they're just little anti-scam things if you want to keep your nose clean. All right, now, let's say you want to get your um, your toes in the water with the least amount of risk in this paid advertising. Well, Yahoo and Bing are great places to start because they're way, way smaller than Google, uh, Google AdWords and Facebook, and so everything is going to be cheaper and less risky for you to do it. So one of the techniques is to go to Bing and sign up for Bing ads and then get your feet wet and learn and find the ads that are working good there. And then when you go to the big time, take them to Google or Facebook, they've already proven that they work. See? So uh, it, it costs you a lot less money to test on these smaller platforms. So um all of those, uh, but anyway, uh, if, if there's, you know, again, that's only, you know, 10% of the whole Internet. So what you can do is, is type in Google, or excuse me, type into Google or Google the, the term ad networks. Remember, ad is spelled A-D. Okay, <laughs> ad networks. Um, ad networks, and you'll see all these other places that will come up that, uh, if, you, if they accept you into their network, they'll place ads uh, for you on all kinds of sites around the world. So you, it's one of those testing things. You've got to see which makes most sense for you. And then put some small ads in, see if you can get them to break even or be profitable, and then that's a good ad network for you. I like that. I like that. So, Tom, I've gotten some emails from people asking how they find out more, and do you have some resources to help them um, not have to go crazy trying to find training? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, I've had uh, pretty much undisputably the longest mentor program on the Internet where you actually talk to me. It cracks me up. You know a lot of the people that they sell you into their program. Oh, gosh, and, yeah. <laughs> and then you never see or speak to them ever again. <laughs> you know, so so I'm the most successful guy at my level on earth. And uh, they could go to Great Internet Marketing Training dot com great internet marketing training dot com and uh, they can see a um, uh, 
a video of our retreat center and our joint venture program, and there's a learning brochure they can download called a Magalog, but they can download the PDF version. And all the details are there of how I work with people. And, you know, I, I switched, uh, the, I turned it on its head a long time ago where most people want 50 or 100 grand to work with you. And I brought it down to the, they just make an entry fee, and I don't get paid my big money unless they make money. You know, you've you've seen me present that at a lot of conferences. I have. It was life-changing for so many people. Well, that's why people, you know, uh, love the program because they know I'm not going to disappear on them because I don't get my big money unless they make money. And then I cap it so that they're, they're not stuck with me forever once they take off on their own. We both made money, and uh, and I cheer them on. And that's at greatinternetmarketingtraining.com. Correct. Perfect. I love that. Last thought you'd like to share with my listeners, Tom? Well, um, I really want them to know that uh, this can be one of the, the greatest things in your business life, the online part, if you take the time to learn how to do things inexpensively, to test, to see what's working best for you, and then roll that out bigger. It's not an overnight thing. But I can tell you that for the past 20, what, four years I've been doing this, uh, it's been one of the, uh, and I've been in business since I was in college, basically. So I've been in business over 40 years. This is the best thing that gives you the most um, lifestyle beauty uh, because you can work from anywhere. I choose to be home now because I've already traveled all over the world, but you can travel and run your business. So take the time, get the training, and this can be one of the greatest things for you and your family. And I think another important lesson from what you've told us today is you don't have to spend a lot of money. You just need to think about things before you jump all the way in. Yes, you need and, and test small and then roll out big when you get the, the test winners. And the other thing is, is when life gets in the way, and I know you're you're you've got a mother that's uh, heavily on your mind. Lots of times that you're you're taking care of her, but when my mother went south on me, uh, I took off three months. And most of my friends said we'd have been bankrupt if we did that. And I came back with more money than when I left. If you take the time to build this, um, you're building virtual real estate. And it's working for you when life gets in the way. I love that. that. I love that. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Tom. My, my pleasure. All right, everybody. Remember, the Internet is there to help you when life gets in the way, if you do it right. So um, remember, the right questions can truly change your life. So what are you asking today? Have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.